Hello, and welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host and health coach, Ellie Rome. So today in this episode, you guys, I'm streaming from Costa Rica. I am here on a retreat. I just got here, escaped the Austin snowstorm at the very tail end. We lost power. We lost water. We, it was just a very crazy wild week. And anyone listening is from Texas. So much love to you guys. I hope that you're safe. I hope that you've got power and water back and hope that you're doing okay. It was crazy. And it's crazy how much that kind of thing really opened, like I know it opened up my eyes and my heart to people who have gone through way worse natural disasters. Like even the, what we experienced, like, wow, it just gives you so much more compassion than now for people who've gone through hurricanes and other things that it's just like, it really makes you more grateful to it's for all the stuff that we have. And there was lots of uncertainty. There was a lot of stress. I crashed my car. And I just There's so much that in the past, if this was like 10 years ago, that I would have just completely numbed out with food, that I would have just completely binged and eaten my way through it and been so anxious and probably just numbed out again. Yeah, numbed out with food. And so I want to give you the tools that I use this week and that I use with clients and that I see the massive transformation that they have in transforming that stress relationship with food into a healthy relationship with food. And for many people, they, I'm like, they're like, I don't know if I stress eat, but y'all, it's not always the moment of stress that you're reaching for food. So for me, it was like very much so like stress trigger, give me something to eat to make me feel better. But for a lot of people, it's, you've got the initial stress, the initial anxiety, and maybe you're not hungry in those moments and you're running around and your adrenaline's high. But then what happens later is that you crash. You no longer have this adrenaline. You no longer have this dopamine and your body wants a hit. And a lot of times, so you may have have a really stressful day. You may not eat all day, but then you get home and it's like, I just want a breath. I just want to not think about anything. I just want pleasure. I just want relaxation. And that's where a lot of the emotional eating can come in. And a lot of stress, overeating, binging, a lot of times comes in after the big peaks of stress. So it's during the crash. And so I want to speak to that. I want to give you some tools that can, that massively help me every single day not use food to numb out. And also coming back to your whys. So like for me, yes, I could have just eaten a ton of sugar and over ate and felt so crappy. But my why was that I want to be energized. I want to be resilient. I want to be in a positive mindset during all this so that I can handle it, so that it doesn't make me have a panic attack and want to cry and break down. So I know that if I would have been on a sugar roller coaster, I would have been exhausted. I would have been bloated. I would have been beating myself up. So already my energy bucket, my ability to be resilient to the outside world would have been at like a two where now it's at like an eight or a nine. Like I'm energized. I'm fine. Like my car, I got in a car accident, probably totaled my car because I slipped on ice. I'm totally fine, but my car is not. But it was just like, kind of like waters off a duck's back. Like, okay, it happened. I'll deal with it. But if I had been in my inflamed state when I was eating tons of gluten, tons of bread, tons of sugar, like there's no way I would have broken down. I would have been just so depleted already that I wouldn't have been able to handle that. And that's what the concept of adaptation energy that I've talked about previously in this podcast, but that's what that's about. It's about you every day, every moment have this X amount of energy that you're coming into the day with. That's your adaptation energy, your ability to adapt to a situation. When you are having horrible sleep, not eating good food, if you're not moving your body, if you're not taking care of yourself, 
then your bucket is probably very depleted. And then when something even small happens, like your kid spills his juice, it's just like a freak out because you just can't, you don't have the bandwidth to handle it. Then there's other days when you are like on your A game and you feel really good and things can happen and you're just like, you're going with the flow and you're, you're able to handle it. It's not a big deal. Things can be crazy like the storm and it's just like, we're dealing with it. But that's two different people and that's going to ebb and flow the ability for you to handle certain situations. So the key here is to be very mindful of where you're at in your energy bucket. So if you are getting depleted, kind of like a low light gas fuel light on your car, it's like alert, alert, pause. What can you do to get your bucket up so that you can show up as your best self, that you can handle uncertainty in your day, especially with COVID and everything that's changing all the time. That takes so much energy. So you may be feeling more tired. You may be feeling like there's so much more decision-making. You go to the grocery store and it's like, am I going to need to bring my hand sanitizer? Am I going to wear a mask? Is this person going to cough? Like you're just so much, there's so much more going on and so much more energy required in the day-to-day stuff now. And that's draining your bucket. So we've got to do things proactively to fill our bucket. And that is why another reason that food, again, is not just calories. Food is your energy. Fuel is your fuel. If you are filling up with things that are causing you inflammation, like gluten, like dairy, if you have a sensitivity, or soy, or refined flour, or a ton of processed seed oils, or sugar, 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 that is all completely draining your bucket. Therefore, you are not showing up as your best self, not able to be as productive as you could be, not, you know, I've had a conversation with a, a mom the other day, a strategy session with her, and she's a teacher, and she's like, I know that I am not showing up for these kids the way I want to because of the way I feel, and she has a lot of bloating, and she's 40 pounds overweight, and she's ready to lose it. She's ready to get rid of that, and, and y'all, it's possible. It's just one day at a time, learning the foods that are causing you inflammation, which is the ones I just mentioned for many people, and really curating a diet to you that's sustainable. And then also just watching, I mean, number one thing, if you can just watch the refined flours, refined sugar and processed seed oils, like that alone is going to make such a massive difference in your life. Balancing your blood sugar. Like it's so huge. I know I mention it like all the time, but it's just like, I can't mention it enough because it is so game changing and it changes your behaviors. Once you get those foods out, you're not craving them. And then you have more energy and then you want to exercise and then you want to meditate because you got the energy to do it. You want to cook food because you got the energy to do it. So realize that in the beginning, it may be harder because you don't quite have all the momentum and the energy yet, but it's going to come. So to make it a priority, because even though you may feel like your to-do list is too long to take care of your health, like you're going to be able to handle that to-do list and be so much more productive if you just finally put your health first. Like just take care of that. Give yourself like three weeks, just master it. You can still do other stuff, but like make that a non-negotiable and then notice what opens up in your life. It's insane what how much your life will change when you just do it. And so other practices, this was kind of a tangent, Ellie tangent, coming back, coming back to stress and emotional eating. So if you're dealing with an onset of a stress trigger, how to manage that and not to reach for food. So for me, one of the biggest things is having something else to reach for in those moments. So that would be for me like club soda, tea, water, something that actually like get in my mouth, like a oral fixation, like I'm consuming something that was really, really helpful. Um, 
cold club soda was like my godsend. I drank a ton of them. When I'd have a stress trigger, I'd reach for that. And, and then breathing it down. As I drink, like breathe that stressor down. And it's noticing it. The first step, we'll back up. First step is the awareness of the trigger. Why am I reaching for food? Oh, look, like we just lost power. I'm headed to the pantry to eat chocolate. There's a pattern there. What is going on for me right now? Oh, I'm heightened stress. Like I need to calm down my central nervous system. Chocolate does that. Yes, that's one mechanism. What are my other mechanisms? For, for me personally, it's using breath work. Five, five, seven breath that I've shared in this podcast. Five second inhale, a five second hold, and a seven second exhale. And if you're listening to this driving or something, you can even do it. But um, let's go through it together. Okay. So we're going to take a big exhale, let all the air out. <sighs> On your next inhale, we'll inhale, two, three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, inhale, two, three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, inhale, two, three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, let's do one more, inhale, two, three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, just come back into your natural rhythm of breath. <sighs> so even just a couple cycles of those 557 five, can completely shift you from heightened primal state of wanting to just numb out with food or alcohol or reach for something impulsively and bring you back to your center. Oh, this is what I needed. I just needed to calm down. And it is a miracle. Like I cannot tell you the amount of clients like – it may seem like not a big deal. Like when you start using it regularly as your tool and then you're conditioning your mind to keep reaching for it. So the more you use it, the more you'll reach for it because it becomes the new neural pathway. It becomes the new default behavior. When I get stressed, I find my breath. When I get stressed, I take a second to meditate. And if you're new to meditation, that's okay. If you've meditated before and you're like, I can't meditate, I'm horrible at it. Like, I just want to remind you, there's no such thing. I have horror. I was quote-unquote horrible at meditation in the beginning. I had ADHD. I was like, how can I sit still? But you just, it's just that practice. It's just the practice of sitting down, finding your breath, listening to a, um, a song, a gentle song, finding one of the apps, doing a mindfulness meditation. I personally do a Vedic meditation now, which is two times a day, 20 minutes a day. It's a mantra-based meditation. So you basically just repeat a mantra over and over and over. And your mind, my mind wanders all the time. I'm in like a, but it makes it, you're in like a dream state. And then you just keep coming back to the mantra when you realize you've been gone. And it has transformed my life for sure. So it's also called TM meditation, transcendental meditation. So you can check that out. There's so many forms, so many things. So don't give up if you've tried one and didn't like it, or if you were bad at it one time or think that you were like, quote unquote, bad at it. Cause again, that's not real. Every day is different on your meditation pillow or whenever you meditate. So just to give yourself grace and it's the more your mind wanders, the more you need it and then you're doing great. So just keep trying it. 
keep practicing it. And sometimes it's doing, you know, maybe in the first couple minutes you're all over the place, but eventually the mind will settle down. Man, you get into like the 5, 10 minute, 15 minute, 20 minutes, it's like, whoa, big, big shift. So I just invite you to keep trying. So these are the tools. Let's recap. We got 557 breath. Coming into your breath, reach for that. Reach for the club soda or a tea, something that you can use to kind of have something to physically reach for and then come into your breath. That's that I found really, really helpful. And you can even use water and pretend like every gulp you take is just a calming elixir and you're just drinking it down. Every sip, you're getting more and more relaxed. And I love the mantra, everything is always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. That's from Abraham Hicks and it's so helpful. Or that everything's happening at the perfect time. I have perfect timing. I don't need to rush. All is well. Everything is working out for me. And it can very much release a lot of tension and stress to come back to that mantra. So drinking that calming water, every sip you take, your body's relaxing deeper and deeper. And that's something else too to notice is your body posture. Can you relax your shoulders, your brow, your eyebrows, your face, your shoulders, your arms? Relax your hands and your fingertips, your legs. So this is called a body scan. You basically just take a body scan and just let everything physically go. Because when we're holding really tight in our body, that sends signs to the brain to be tight and wound up. So when we actually just sigh it out, <sighs> big exhale, sighs, let the body go. I've been doing that so much lately, like these big audible exhales in public. And people probably think I'm a freak, but it's just been so helpful. I'm just like, <sighs> like there's something about that in your neurochemistry. Dr. Huberman talks about this. It's from the Huberman Labs, that those big sighs, like they send calming signals to your body. So big, just like let it go. If you're feeling really stressed, like <sighs> let it go. All right, so club soda, 557 breath, meditation, find a meditation practice. And the other thing about meditation is that you're building your reserves. You're building that adaptation energy reserve. So a lot of the tools I'm telling you have been like very responsive tools. Like you get hit with a stressor and then you respond with the breath or you respond with the, with the club soda. Where meditation, as you practice it in the morning and the afternoons, you are building your adaptation energy reserves as you will when you sleep. When you get a good night's sleep, you're building that bucket back up. And when you, when you meditate, you build that bucket back up. And so doing it as an, a proactive practice, and you know, it's so surprising that once you get in a rhythm of it, how much more energy you have, how much more bandwidth you have for things. You're like, wow, I handled that really well. And it's, oh, why? Oh, because I've been meditating the past two weeks every single day. I've built up reserves. I've let so much stress in my physiology, my body stress go. And y'all can check out the, the episode I had with Susan Chen on this podcast. Check that one out. And I'll put a link in the show notes. So good. She talks all about this. She is my Vedic meditation teacher. She's amazing. You can also check her out on Instagram at, at the Susan Chin. But um, yeah, it by sitting in meditation, you were letting so much stress relief from relieve from the physical body and the and your mental body. So making it a priority for yourself. And just even if you start with one minute first thing in the morning before you touch your phone, can you just sit? And breathe. You can put a hand on the belly, hand on the heart, and just inhale and exhale. 
And if your mind wanders and you're thinking about your to-do list, that's okay. Just gently bring yourself back every time. Every time you notice you wandered, you just come back. Gentle breaths. One minute. You definitely have a minute. And I like to pair it with things, meditation, so that it cues you to do it to overcome yourself. And this is how we change, by noticing the moments when we want to skip meditation and you do it anyways. Because you, you, you will see results. It may not be that instant. A lot of times it is that instant. But many times it is just the, the consistency and the progression over time. You're like, wow, like I'm changing. I'm handling so much, so much better. Okay. Now, other other things, so the big deep sighs, the calming water, um, other things that really help me manage stress is to not have the, or not um, avoid emotional eating, is to balance your blood sugar, as we mentioned in the beginning, and to not have the tempta- tempting foods readily available for you. And in the opposite of having healthy foods readily available, if you are going to reach for food in the moments, it's going to be so much harder if there's a bag of Doritos sitting on the counter or Oreos and there's nothing else to reach for. And so if we can hide the junk foods or get them out of the house if possible and bring in the simple swaps, the dark chocolate, and then you can slow down and eat every bite with intention, drink a tea with it, slow down, allow that to be an experience, not an inhalation of the chocolate and not to deny yourself. And even if, okay, say you do eat the Doritos, can you sit down with them? Can you take some breath cycles before you eat them? Can you put them in a bowl so you're portioning them out? Put the bag away before you start eating them. And every bite, slow it down. And then after you finish eating them, you get a tea. You get something else to, to put a break, to have something else to reach for, that post-indulgence ritual to reach for instead so you don't just keep going and eat, empty the whole bag. So I hope these tools are helpful. This is a quick episode I would love to hear y'all's feedback. These are the tools that I used this past week. Um, the breath work, especially, oh, my last one, movement. I forgot. Y'all, I cannot emphasize enough how much movement is going to blast through your stress and be preventative and also be in the moment if you're stressed and also just help you be so much more resilient too. And it doesn't have to be necessarily like a hit workout or something super strenuous. It could be just moving your body, getting that energy flowing in yoga, in Pilates, in dancing, turning on a song, just dance. And a lot of times, especially like in a storm or when it's really cold, we don't want to get up. It's like, I just want to curl in bed and lay here and not move. But if I, if you can just get yourself to do it, like, okay, I'm going to put a timer on for five minutes and move. That five minutes will become like 20 minutes because once you start, you'll want to keep going most of the time. But I know for me, I had those moments throughout this week, but I cannot tell you my energy transformation after I worked out every day. I was like, I'm doing this just going to, I was at home at my friend's house and was, he has kids and I was just like doing workouts with them. And it was just so transformative because guess what? When you've got a bunch of pent up energy in the body because you haven't moved, guess where that's going? It's going to zoom up to your mind and create anxious thoughts. It's going to create loops and negative loops. And we got low serotonin. When you move your body and you're getting your heart rate up, you are getting your endorphins up. You, that means feel good chemicals. You are feeling good in your body. You're going to be in a better mood. You're going to get your serotonin up, which is a lot of times the reason we're reaching for, for food is because we have low serotonin. That's our happiness hormone. And we're just looking for quick hits of dopamine. So exercise is giving you serotonin, dopamine, and endorphins. It's giving you what you may be looking for in food. So this is so much more than calories. 
That is like one of my mantras. It's so much more than just burning calories. It is transforming your mind, your mental state, your resiliency. So make it a priority. I think those three things, meditation, physical movement, and fueling your body with the foods it's meant to be fueled with. And y'all, I know it can be really hard to get in a rhythm and to just start. So chunk it down. What can you do one thing today? One thing. Can you do one minute of meditation? Can you commit to that? And then what can you do tomorrow? Can you do one minute of meditation? Maybe you do one minute of squats or one minute of jumping jacks. One minute. Just put the timer on. And even if you're like, that's not going to do anything, guess what? It is because you're building the discipline muscle of showing up for yourself, even if it's only that one minute. Because one minute is more than zero minutes. It's giving your, building trust in yourself. It's building momentum because that after one minute jumping jacks, you're like, cool, maybe I'll do another minute. And then that just snowballs. So keep going. Once you breathe for one minute, I do this all the time. If I'm like super amped up and I'm like, I uh, I don't want to meditate right now. I don't want to sit still. I'm like, okay, one minute. I calm down for one minute and I'm able to sit for like 30, but it's just getting, it's that initial hump. So you just got to push through that. And one practice that helps me so much is this is good because. So whenever something happens that like doesn't, isn't really the desired outcome that you were expecting, like for me this week of crashing my car and the power outage, like obviously those aren't things that I put on my dream list, but when you are able to have those happen and look for the gratitude and look for like this is good because so for me I bumped into like the nicest person ever like she was so sweet they followed me to my apartment to make sure I got there okay um I've been wanting a new car so this is kind of this just like pushing me to just bite the bullet and do it um so there's so much and then it it enabled me to like go out of my comfort zone and and ask people for help like will you please drive me like that is not comfortable for me to do um and so and and get to like be dependent on friends and like sometimes asking for favors like it's we like doing like people like doing favors too and like to be able to give and so in that way like like okay this is a gift like by asking them like I'm giving them an opportunity to help um I think that's there's beauty in that too and then the power outage like I got to stay with one of my friends that I would never have probably stayed with his name is Philip and he's got two little kids and I got to see him in dad mode and hang out with his sister and we all bonded and like had so much fun despite the like kind of bad parts but like there was so much light within that that and it just also makes you like I learned a bunch of survival skills because or just in like preferences and and you get so much more appreciation for the little things like my coffee with MCT oil and like just having steaks every day like that's um and having to go to bit literally living off jerky for like a week, it just makes you so much more appreciative. So to be able to use that question of the, like and instantly get your brain to go to where is the good in this? Like, why is this happening for me? Like, what is the bright note? What is the good in this? This is good because blank. This is good because blank. And I mean, if you get a flat tire, one of my favorite examples is from You're a Badass book. She's like, um, you know, you get a flat tire and you end up spinning, you have a long conversation with your daughter and learn that she's being bullied in school. And it's just like the universe is giving us moments as opportunities. Something is in there for us. So if we can accept that. I mean, suffering is just non-acceptance 
And y'all, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm saying this on this podcast. So anytime that we are not accepting what is, that's when we suffer. That's when there's pain. That's when there's stress. So the sooner we can come to that statement, this is good because like this is happening for me. Like, like how is this such a gift right now in this moment? Even though it may not feel like a gift, how is it a gift? And that can completely get you out of a stress state, completely change your perspective and allow you to relax and then not numb out with food or not have to use some external thing to escape when in reality you can shift your perspective and be like, oh, this is actually great and I can make the best out of this situation and and I'm not a victim. Anyways, I'm sorry if this episode's all over the place. (sighs) I'm in Costa Rica, y'all. I'm so excited. I'm going to share about my experience here. I'm, again, I'm at a retreat center, um, personal development work. And yeah, I cannot wait to share and, and learn more tools to share with you and my clients. And if y'all need anything, please reach out to me on Instagram. I may be a little bit delayed getting back to you this week, but yeah, I love you guys. And you're doing awesome. Every day is a new day to show up for yourself. You deserve it. Bye.